I want you to help me welcome to the show now, uh, former guest on the show and certainly will be uh, in and out this year for certain, R.C. Maxwell, Republican strategist, and he has received a, a certain award from a dear, dear group called Eagle Forum. Phyllis Schlafly was the founder of that group, and uh, they thought enough of him to hand him an award uh, on their behalf. And so help me welcome back to the show, R.C. Thank you so much for being on. Thank you, man. Well, thanks for having me on, C.L. Always happy to join your program. Glad to be with you. And let me ask you this, um, R.C., now let's talk about this critical. uh, Explain to the audience what critical race theory is, what it means, and uh, how, well, just tell us how destructive it could be to our American society. Talk to us. Well, of course. Um, You know, critical race theory is a, the definition of that is, it's a prevalent way of thinking about race that started at Harvard in the 1970s, and it was created by uh, black legal scholars. Now, this particular way of thinking about racism says that traditional approaches to resolving equity has failed. Civil rights, um, liberal approaches to the law. It says that those uh, vehicles have been insufficient to resolve uh, racial inequities, and therefore we must continue to interrogate and challenge that. So you see critical race theory is almost, uh, as a definition, it's a verb because it's meant to constantly practice and constantly interrogate racism. Um, which means the definition inherently implies that you must constantly be engaging in this action, which means it's inherently regressive, um, cynical, it's infinite, and there's no limit to, to this interrogation. Um, and unfortunately, um, this view and this way of thinking about racism is entirely predicated upon the view that uh, slavery is an atrocity that... Uh, directly impacts the lives of black people and brown people uh, daily. Um, and the problem that we have with this view is that it is just it is just impractical. It's just cynical and it's just not true. Uh, CL, it, your, your generation has lived a life in which um, you did a lot of great things with your freedom. And now this critical race theory tells us that uh, there is no freedom. So it's an yeah. entirely regressive view, um, and it's cynical, and it's taking over. Let me uh, share, Let me ask you this. You opened a, a really broad door that we can walk through together um, because we, 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 we come from, you're young, two different generations, and I'm, I'm, uh, you're white and I'm black. Okay, so let's talk about this. And um, when we look at the, can- when we look at the cancel culture and the woke ideas as well. And when we look at what you just said about my generation, it's true. Uh, we've done some really great things. I, as you know, I'm a former president in NAACP, two-term president in NAACP, and I was on the other side for a little while until I woke up and realized that actually it was the liberal idea that I was embracing that was holding me and the people I was trying to represent and pull forward that was holding them back. And so, and I saw why it was holding him back is because it was making us victims instead of victors over our past. But let me ask you this, R.C. Is it possible that cancel culture and woke and this critical race theory, are they all the same uh, body with different heads? Talk to us. Well, the yes. Uh, I, I view that as, as, as somewhat of a, of a monster that is, has a symbiotic relationship with each other. 
right? So you take a look at, at cancel culture. Um, cancel culture is this beast that's running downhill because people are afraid to speak out against it, much in the same way that teachers are starting to fear speaking out against critical race theory. Um, my article touches on how critical race theory has popped up in school systems all across the country. Well, cancel culture is one of the reasons why teachers are scared to uh, dig into the sand with their convictions and say, I have a problem with this being implemented in you know, primary or secondary education. Uh, cancel culture is essentially the impact of critical race theory. Uh, once you acknowledge that, quote-unquote, two criminal justice systems exist, you know, once you acknowledge that, you know, in, in 2021, uh, a, a black person's body uh, is meaningless, which is what critical race theory proponents say, once you acknowledge those things, where you have to go from a policy perspective is disastrous. And if you don't go there, you get canceled. So these things are interrelated. And um, it is literally the beast of, it, of 2021. When you consider that the, the messaging coming from critical race theory proponents and the people who are in positions to cancel individuals, the messaging is equity is now just beginning. In their minds, civil rights, that, that, that was literally meaningless. They want to see, uh, you know, they want to see maybe a lenient criminal justice system created for uh, maybe black criminals. That would be something that would assange their concerns. You know, these people would like to see reparations. The, the, the rabbit hole is infinite, and it's, uh, it's very treacherous when you look at uh, the fabric of what American society is. So, I mean, critical race theory is something we have to understand. And what I actually cover in my article is that, unfortunately, you know, President Trump didn't speak about critical race theory in a way that illuminated us to the perils of this way of thinking. So, you know, conservatives really have to dig into the sand and uh, realize our work is cut out for us because RC, tell, it's not going away. Tell all of us how to get a hold of your work and how to get you to a place where they are uh, in, in their cities, uh, churches, uh, you know, whatever, they, whatever it is, community centers, to hear you talk about this. Because there's a perspective, and I'm going to talk to my folks at FreedomWorks about uh, putting us on the road together so we can do sort of a one-two punch type of thing. And the visual, I think, would be very good as well. I'm going to introduce you to some of our folks. Michelle, remind me of that. And uh, this, but tell everybody how to get a hold of you. Well, you know, I, I am banned on Twitter. I used to be verified on that platform, um, but I have been censored, you know, merely because of the ideas that I do bring into the battlefield uh, of ideas. So if you would like to follow my work, I, I would suggest you follow me on Instagram. Uh, you can find me on there, RC Maxwell. Uh, but also, you know, starting with my human events article would be a good place to start. I would encourage your readers to read that article, share it, and, um, you know, start to understand that if we want to compete against the left, we have to compete with convictions. And we need to not subsume a watered-down version of their um, uh, reality, but instead we need to continue to uh, preach what is right. Um, oh, yeah. Which is... You know, Western approaches to resolve civil rights are sufficient, and we need to continue uh, working within society and Western 
um, legal institutions. You know, you said something, preach what is right. And, and folks, uh, there, are, there are so many today who believe everything is, is relative. But there are things that there, there is a right, there's a wrong. There, that, and of course, there are, of course, in some instances, shades of gray. But when it comes to what made America great, what comes to what has kept us great and safe, I might add, you can boil it all, do- all down to what we have done right. And uh, one of the things that ha- we have done right in so many cases is either amend things that were wrong uh, as far as our treatment of each other, as far as our Constitution was concerned, abolishing slavery and all that type of thing, but moving forward. And uh, R.C., I-, I say this a lot, um, uh, is that there is nothing that my skin color, if I want to do it in America— Right now, at this very moment, can hinder me from doing it. If I want to do something, if I want to become wealthy, I can. You can become wealthy in this country. You have to put in the work, and you become wealthy. My grandfather and father may not have had, and they not, I know they didn't. They did not have the opportunities I did, but I'm glad that they paid the price for me to have them and for you and I to have this conversation. That leads me to this. Let me ask you this. You know and you've seen the, the, uh, the banning of Sharon Osbourne, or at least the uh, persecution of Sharon Osbourne, the wife of the Prince of Darkness, uh, R.Z. Osbourne, uh, uh, simply for defending a friend who somebody in the cancel culture or in the critical race theory or in the woke movement believe said something racist because he defended his country against its his country's prince and his wife's and the prince's wife all of a sudden that's racist and sharon osborne being a friend of his saying well everybody's entitled to their opinion is now they're coming after her for defending her friend for speaking his mind and she speaking her mind in defense of him can america expect all of the lunacy that they're trying to push to fall on all of us if we don't stand up to this. Talk to us. Yeah, we do not stand up for this. Um, you're gonna. It, it's just like the old saying, you know, when they came for X, I said nothing, and, and you know, when they came for me, there was no one left. I mean, that's an extraordinary thing you've just discussed. Sharon Osbourne has been vilified for merely defending her a friend for something that was not beyond the pale, right? I mean, we all agree what, you know, Pierce, what Pierce Morgan said was not something beyond the pale. However, cancel culture can continue to move the goalposts, and they can continue to do such without resistance because we're all scared and we all don't want to be next. Um, so this is, this is a problem, and this is a problem that was created by over-civilization. You know, Candace Owens covers this in her book, Blackout, where she says that we've reached a point in society to where we've become so civilized that we now uh, seek oppression um, in, in crevices of society in order to bring it to the forefront uh, to talk about it. So that's what we're doing. We're engaging in over-civilization, and unless something happens in America, God forbid we have some kind of conflict with China that causes us all to wake up and realize that the way that we are at each other's throats it's just not productive, and it's just not helping our divided country. It's not helping our divided country. Now, uh, talk to us then about your generation. If, in fact, uh, we're not successful in overthrowing this monstrous machine uh, of what the three the three headed hydra that we are, are talking about—the woke, the cancel culture, and of course the critical race theory 
that we're talking about. If we're not able to stop this, uh, as Michelle and I mature and and uh, people in our generation mature, uh, how do you envision an America that would look like that? God forbid we ever have to consider it, but we are considering. We're looking right down the barrel of it if we're not successful in disarming it. Uh, what what happens here? You talk to us. Well, what happens is we go back. We go, we, we, we go, we go backwards in time. I mean, CL, you remember watching Richard Pryor and all these other racial comics who can get up and talk about race, and we could all laugh. Yeah. Well, guess what? Nowadays, comedians can't do that. You will get canceled if you did a Richard, a Richard Pryor or Eddie Murphy set. So, so, so that tells us that we are going backwards in time. And if we're going backwards in time, I thought I mean more races are being created. Uh, I think that critical race theory absolutely is creating more racists. I think if you look at the fact that Dr. Seuss's books that uh, did have some racist rhetoric, the books that no one knew about, those books are now flying off the shelves on Amazon.com. Um, because it was canceled. So you got to take a look at critical race theory and say, I do believe critical race theory is creating more racists. So you have a society and a way of thinking that is not only creating people who think that they are victimized, but it's literally reactionary, creating more racists. Uh, this is c- pushing our society, society backwards. So where do we go from here? I do think we go towards more conflict, and it's going to get worse until it gets better. And that's, un- that's the unfortunate truth. But one thing that could be a saving grace is if our modern American media landscape stopped uh, dividing us. Uh, because it starts with media. Um, divisiveness starts with media. And our racial divisiveness in America started with Obama's speech on race, which you remember, that famous speech on race Obama yeah, made. Yeah, yeah. That started the division in our country. Um, but the media really uh, fueled that. Um and I think that's another discussion, perhaps for another day. You know what? I really do want to have that discussion. RC, I don't know if you're able to stay with me through the break, but I would invite you to, if you can. There's something I want to talk to you about. I, I, want, I want to start with the um, the conversation now, uh, because you, you you made me think about it in what you you were saying in, in your uh, your your um, uh, monologue there. I, I was saying this. I was thinking this. I talked to uh, my our press secretary at uh, Freedom Works, Peter Vincenzi. Uh, Vincenzi on the the show here about this idea, and I want to hear from you on this. Could the movie, we've got about uh, three minutes to talk about it in this segment, Um, could the movie Glory with Denzel, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but Denzel Washington, Morgan Freeman, uh, be made today, and uh, who was that, Thomas Howell? I can't remember who that was, But, uh, but, but... but could that movie be made today? Uh, think about that. Uh, don't go anywhere. Stay with me. R.C. Maxwell is my special guest. He is a Republican consultant who specializes in grassroots and communication strategies. Uh, he's uh, Turning Point USA brand ambassador and a Philly Schlafly Eagle Award recipient. Although he has been banned on Twitter. You can follow him on Instagram at <laughs> Black Hannity. <laughs> you know, I, I met a friend of mine, uh, RC, and you and I, I don't know if we've ever met person to person, but uh, I was looking for a white guy when I met him, and he was looking for a black guy when he met me. And so we missed each other. And so please forgive me, <laughs> you know, as far as that's concerned. Black Hannity is on with me. <laughs> yeah, please forgive me. So you're hearing from two black men on this topic and uh, you want to stay tuned because we're going to 
explore it and push it even further. I'm sure he was going to ambush me with his present and tell me one day when we did meet, hey, I'm R.C. And I'm going to say, R.C. who? And so... And so, so here we go. But anyway, we're going to have a great time with this conversation. When we return, uh, I'm going to call my friend Sean and tell him that I talked to Black Hannity today. And, uh, and, uh, and I'm going to text him that uh, immediately. But listen, I look forward uh, to continue this conversation. We're going to talk about can the movie Glory with Denzel Washington and um, uh, Morgan Freeman be made today. That, my friends, is something you need to play pay close attention to because uh, why not? Why not? If what RC is saying that more black, more racist are being created, are they now different colors who are racist? And black folks have said that a lot of times, well, we can't be racist. Yes, you can And now that I've come into new uh, knowledge of uh, R.C. and his existence and all of that, we are going to be able to open up a can of worms and a conversation that it's not usually had. I'm C.L. Be back with R.C. Maxwell. Both of us black in America, happen to be black in America, both of us choice conservatives. You thought I was worth saving. So you came and changed my life You thought I was worth keeping So you cleaned me up inside You thought I was to die Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. I do the best I can. Always in the heaven hand. And for the flag I stand. CL, back with you on this great day in the USA. Thank you so much for coming along. Download free. Download free the CL Bryant Show app. Uh, you can download free the Red State Talk app. And, of course, go to FreedomWorks. Go to our Facebook page. We have nearly 5 million uh, followers on our Facebook page there at FreedomWorks. And, um, in fact, we lost a few uh, in this. Um, we were over 5 million. We lost a few. Uh, I think we lost about 100,000, 200,000 um, Facebook followers when um, this thing happened with uh, so many of our people got off of Facebook, you know, got off of it. And so we follow us on Facebook, go to uh, Facebook and uh, you can see um, slide over to videos and you can see all of our videos that are there on Facebook. I have a bevy of them along with my good friend, Steve Moore. And of course, uh, we have one up of our uh, Louisiana Congressman, Mike Johnson, 
who I really, I really, really, really like that one that him and my good friend, my colleague, uh, Sarah Anderson did uh, together. Very good. And um, become a part of a movement, grassroots movement, uh, FreedomWorks, FreedomWorks.org. I'll be out in Nashville here in a couple of weeks, in about a week and a half. Uh, we have a fly-in happening, and um, certainly want you to be there. All righty. On with me is R.C. Maxwell, my newly found black friend. And uh, I am going to definitely uh, give to him uh, the floor on this um, idea, this, this question about uh, the cancel culture infecting or uh, affecting the movie industry in a way that will hinder the historical stories that have been told, such as uh, a raising in the sun. Can that be made? Can a raising in the sun be made again? Can, we know they're against going with the wind, but RC, let me ask you this. Can glory, the movie glory, be made. You talked about Richard Pryor, and hey, man, I uh, saw Richard in concert a couple of times, but no, Richard's, Richard's stuff could not be said today. No way. But talk to us about glory. Talk. I think that's an interesting question you bring up. This is an interesting thought experiment. I mean, could the movie Glory, you know, a 90, an early 90s movie, maybe even late 80s movie, that showed the story of the Civil War and Americans fighting for their country, fighting for freedom, and being treated with respect, can that movie be shown? I think it could be shown, but I think that glory in 2021 would look a lot different. For example, um, I think that <laughs> I think that you see a lot of uh, attempts at ahistorical manipulations in the, in the 2021 production of Glory. So, for example, you know, I don't think that they would just simply allow the men to fight. You know, they would probably try to make it seem like women were fighting too. You know, it's just those small instances of ahistoricism. And then, and then additionally, you know, I don't think that Hollywood would want to sanction a movie that would want to tell American history in this way. Um, I think Hollywood is trending maybe toward a story that would show uh, blacks being disenfranchised by America. But I really don't think Hollywood would support a film that shows um, the true history of America and how America was. It is an evolving story and how, you know, uh, African-Americans um, during that civil war, they although they weren't treated with respect, although they weren't viewed as uh, equal in the way that they, they wanted to during that time, there was a sense of pride in defending your country, and there was nationalism that existed. And I think that, that is, that's confusing to a lot of these scholars, to a lot of these woke racial activists. You know, they often have a hard time understanding the plight of these Frederick Douglass type of Americans who were oppressed but still loved their country. They can't wrap their, their minds around it, um, and they can't do that. Um, despite the fact that these woke racial activists, you know, they do have all the freedom. They, they, so, 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 so yes, when you talk about glory being produced in 2021, not only do I think that it would not happen, I don't think Hollywood would want to endorse that sort of film, but I think that the message that glory sends is antithetical to what Hollywood is trying to depict. Hollywood is trying to depict that African Americans are obfuscated from society. That's why if you go on Netflix and you click on black stories and pick any one of them, you will see black people being harassed in that story. Exactly, right? so Netflix you Netflix wants their viewers and their audience to feel that sort of depression. Exactly, on, you, know, you so, will. 
You know, you know, you're absolutely right. You know, I want to, I want to, I want to then explore this a little bit further because uh, I made, um, of course, Runaway Slave. Frederick Douglass was the inspiration, actually, uh, for my film Runaway Slave, an award-winning film. But when I, I stand on the shoulders of filmmakers and people who are in film like Hattie McDaniel and, and Paul Robeson, Harry Belafonte, all of those who came before us, you know, Sidney Poitier. Uh, I don't even think you can make Guess Who's Coming to Dinner uh, uh, anymore. I don't think you can make that film anymore because Sidney was an upwardly mobile black doctor who, in fact, uh, <laughs> married this, this white girl who was from an upwardly, uh, you know, he, he got into that family Tra- uh, with Spencer Tracy and Catherine Hepburn. But, those, but the, what I'm saying is, the looking back over the history, RC, that has brought you and I to where we are, how do you cancel that without uh, disrespecting Hattie McDaniel, who played Mammy in Gone with the Wind, won an Academy Award for her performance? You mean to tell me that you would disrespect her talent that got her that in 19, what, what, 40, 34, 49, whenever the film was made, it was not like it is for black people like you and me today, but yet Hattie McDaniel was so talented and so, and so uh, professional in the way she presented herself that she won an Academy Award. That, you mean we're going to dis- disavow that as something that is Uncle Tomish and, 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 and something that should not be honored? Talk to us, R.C., because your generation is the only one that can save it. And unfortunately, my generation is the one that has created this way of thinking. I mean, well, well I like the way that you phrase that. I mean, these these woke these woke proponents of critical race theory would rather reject history that they just that they disagree with or that they don't understand than just simply let it be right and i think that this brings us back to the allegory of the cave kind of analogy i mean what you know uh, you know allegory of the cave you know it's the classic story if a man lived his entire life in a cave only seeing the reflection of his of his shadow in the fire and if he was brought outside would he enjoy that light hitting his eye and burning him or would he retreat back into the safety of the cave? And what the black community continues to do is retreat back into the safety of that dark cave. And every time someone like a C.L. Bryant or Candace Owens comes along and tries to, you know, grab and bring that, you know, monolithic community into the light, there's always going to be resistance. And that's what we're dealing with. That's what C.L. That's what you've been dealing with for the past 20 years. That's what, this is the fight I've been dealing with for the for the past five years, how are we going to illuminate people into seeing the truth? And as long as they keep shutting off history, they are never going to see the truth and be comfortable with history. I mean, as, as some of these discussions I have with my cousin, who's my age, we talk about these racial instances or animosity, and I'm, I'm still confused. I don't know how my cousin resolves the fact that my grandmother was the second female LAPD officer that existed in the 1960s. Wow. Um, wow. You know, she, we got to talk yeah, about that, brother. We got to talk about that. Not, not today, yeah, though. My grandmother, Mar- my grandmother Margie Maxwell broke down so many barriers, and she made life so easy for us. I'm just like, I asked my cousin, you know, how can you honestly say that you have it anyway harder than our grandmother had it? Look what she did. Wow. Um, and that, that, that is often the, the time when the conversation ends. Um, I mean, I'm like, you know, sometimes my family members, they can't, they can't debate at that level. It becomes too personal for them. That is the instances of the cave dweller almost willing to be willing to kill someone who would take them out into the light 
uh, as opposed to. So, so, you know, it constantly goes back to this yin and yang and this battle. Um, they don't want to embrace the history of how black Americans were at one point thriving because then the mirror gets shined into the face. Okay, what happened these last couple of generations? You know, what did, what did we do? What situations did we put ourselves in? Um, you know, so that's, so there's just, there's just a lot of things at play here. Um, and I think that some of these issues now are starting to become unpacked. Um, but this is what the monolithic black community and the gatekeepers don't want to happen. So wow. we just have to continue having the discussion. Great, great, great discussion with you, man. I'm really, really, Michelle, great job. Uh, uh, Michelle uh, suggests let's get RC on today. And uh, great, great, great job uh, here. Uh, this is, this is, this is total fire. Um, we're going to get this uh, interview out to you so that you can uh, replay it and, and redo it. I just think that this is so important that the, the, uh, di- the, um, the dichotomy, uh, I guess it could be said, or the difference between uh, the visual that you get here, even on radio, between this young man speaking and then uh, me looking back over the prism of time to where he is right now. I think this is what is necessary for us to bridge that chasm so that we can, in fact, bring along a young, pe- young people like him who, in fact, embrace who we are and understand the sacrifices, as he talks about his grandmother, uh, that has been paid for us to enjoy what we have. R.C., thank you so much. God bless and God keep you. Listen, tell the folks one more time how to get in touch with you and, and how to get you to where they are. Yes, please follow me on Instagram at R.C. Maxwell. Uh, my ad is at black underscore Hannity, but if you search for R.C. Maxwell, you'll find me. Um, I pop up every now and again uh, to do some public-facing stuff, but for the most part, uh, I work behind the scenes. So, you know, feel free to follow the work that uh, Turning Point USA, uh, Project Veritas, the Heritage Foundation, Freedom Works, you know, some of my favorite organizations, uh, I'm right there in the fight with them. God bless and keep you, man. Continue to fight the good fight. I know you will. R.C. Maxwell, because you are fighting the good fight. Thank you so much for being on. We'll talk to you soon.